Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones Paolo Dicano West Ham United More than just a podcast More than just a Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Thank you. Right. Uh, my name is George. I'm here with John. Hello, John. Hello, George. What are you doing? I am sitting in my loft talking to you. Very nice. And I'm here with uh, a man who's named himself Fridge Man today. Is that you, Nigel? It is me. It's cold. Why are you a fridge man? Because it's cold in your shed. I'm in my shed. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I don't know if that works. I think of other ways to keep the fans, the eight listeners, happy. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone's winning a battle here. <laughs> you need to let things get to you. Yeah. No, I know. I, 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 it's not. It's not bothered me whatsoever at all. No, Sean tonight. He's uh, he's away, sunning himself. He's having a, he's got a, away on his birthday present, isn't he? Oh, was it a birthday present? Was birthday it? Didn't present that? from his good lady. Oh well, his, happy birthday, Sean! A big birthday coming up very shortly. Well, all birthdays are big when you're his size, aren't they? Hey. Come on, we've never had so many puns in the first hundred and twenty seconds. <laughs> so much better, and everyone gets it because Sean's not here. Sean's not here, yeah. Uh, so Sean usually writes a running order, and it's usually an essay. Uh, today I've done the running order, and it's got five words on it. Brilliant. Six words, sorry, can't even count. Uh, we've got a few games to cover. First one is West Brom. Which you, everyone's going to have to cast their minds back. Uh, I don't even remember the score. 2-1. <laughs> <laughs> 2-1 or us. Oh, yes. The old Andy Carroll last yeah, night. Yeah, go yeah. Uh, yeah, first day back at work, wasn't it? Well, not for you. But... Yeah, I was off. Uh, what the verdicts then? Nigel, let's start with you. Oh, rubbish game, wasn't it? I mean, uh, just to... To paint a picture, at half-time, we were 19th in the table. Um, we were 1-0 down. 
But I suppose the mark of a good manager sometimes is to see what happens. Can he get the players to react in the second half? So I suppose you can't, you got to look at and say, well, Moyes obviously got, got into them, got them going. And the change, I think, bringing Noble on, um, changed the way we played. Yeah. And yeah, we good. got the win. That was the important thing. You know, Andy Carroll, love him or loathe him. He, he he delivered the one game of the season that he always does, and he's, that's it. Now we can sell him and know that we got the one game of season out of him this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things did t- seem to change when uh, Noble came on, didn't it? Yeah. He seemed to g everyone up a bit. Yeah. He just yeah, he takes control in the middle, doesn't he? <clears throat> we are lacking in the middle, aren't we? That's where we're really lacking. Yeah, it does seem that way. Yeah. Players that that you know. Last season, people Obiang come into the team late, and people were putting him up for Amor of the Year. And yet this season, not, he's not well, been it, up at Kiari. Yeah, what's happened to him? Yeah, I don't know. I, I watched that. We'll do the Shrewsbury game later, but there was a clip of him chasing the bloke from Shrewsbury, and it was just like he just give up. It was like me running. <laughs> Just non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> it just weren't there. I don't know, but you know, West Brom, West Brom are going to feel aggrieved because of the 94th minute. But you know, we won the ball. They had the ball and we won it. And luckily, we we slotted it home. Good finish by Carroll. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a disappointing performance, wasn't it? Given that we'd had the break and they hadn't. Um, they looked like the better team for well, definitely the first half at least. Um, and we just didn't have seen to have any legs. But like I said, I think the midfield is where that needs to change. Yeah, I agree. Yep, it was anything. Anything to add, John? No, no, not really. It was it was a poor watch, and it was just glossed over at the end when it by that goal, which sent us all home happy. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, look at that. Look, five minutes in already, get one game done. That's what happens with that, Sean. Uh, number two Spurs now we can talk a bit more about this one because of that goal I think talk about Obiang being hammer of the year last year I think he's a move a shout this year now after that goal it was alright wasn't it it'll do <laughs> uh, none of us went though did they no Nigel didn't go no, no. no. Look, three games of the week too much for me to be fair but really well no probably not the like keeps the <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have a 13 hour day at Shrewsbury than, than watch us get beat by Spurs, which I was yeah, thinking, we oh shit, yeah. when we went 1 0 up, thinking, wish I'd gone now. Um, yeah. I'd go on, do John first, and I'll do my bit. I've got a little bit of rant about that. Go on, John. Well, it was extremely negative when it until the goal. It was very hard to watch, but you know it's it's so. All I've all I came out of that saying really was was look, we all accept it to some degree because we're little West Ham and Spurs are like top six now and they're they've kicked on over the years. But you know we accept it because you know we're playing against City. We sit behind the ball. We we accept it. We accept it. We accept it. And it was a great goal. 
and it was a little bit disappointing for them to equalise. And I, I kind of feel like Adrian could have got his hand to it. It just, it was, I was a bit disappointed. He nearly did. He nearly did. But, um, but yeah, the game, it was, you know, we, we, the, the point's a good point. We're happy with that. The performance was just very wearing again to sit there and watch mm-hmm. it. And my comeback on that whole night was, here we are now, eight years on, where's the progress? Where is the progress? And it was just a little bit, you know, we accept it because we're used to accepting it because we support West Ham, we're used to it. But we're supposed to be um, now properly, not not like a circus. And we are supposed to be progressing. And where is the progress? So that's my complaint. But yeah, great point. Great goal. Unbelievable goal. Where'd that come from? You know. No, didn't expect it. When he hit it, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, he just, yeah, it was our only shot on target at that point, wasn't it? I think it was all game. Wasn't was it? We only had one shot. shot all game. Was we, we have only one all game though, didn't we? No, we had three. Did we? Oh, did we? I, I, you put one. Uh, yeah, that one shot was saved it. it. Tried to dig yeah. it over him to the other player, I think. Well, I mean, I went to Wembley on Sunday uh, to watch Tottenham AFC Wimbledon. I've got a lot of friends and um, one of my mates actually works for Wimbledon, so we all went. And uh, I think Wimbledon put in, I mean, they obviously didn't get a result like we did, but they put in a better performance against Spurs, albeit a, not a full-strength Spurs team, but they had definitely had more shots on, on goal than we did. Yeah. Uh, so here it just shows you the comparison between the two. But I think, yeah, the, the, the real positive is that goal. It was an unbelievable goal, yeah. It was. And let's hope he kicks on now because he hasn't been... He hasn't been uh, that impressive this year, and well, yeah. something like that could change things around, couldn't they? You think so? If he, if it's going to happen that way, then where was he at Shrewsbury? So, hmm. yeah, well, that's the next game. For me, Nigel, you got a rant about Spurs. Yeah, for me, there was the, the goal was outstanding. It come at a funny time for me because I was on the phone to my uncle telling him how crack we are, and then I broke into it and gone like fucking hell. That's a goal. What's a goal? I jumped up and he went, what? I said, West Ham scored. He went, well, you just told me how rubbish they are. And I went, yeah, I know. Forget that. We just got one new one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal of the season. Oh, my life. It um, is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. Because it was just, and then they got into it and then thing. But people, it woke people up on the social media. But for me, that game was nothing to celebrate. And it showed, I think, our but much this club, this once great footballing club has fallen that we resorted to those tactics again against Tottenham. To not have a shot against Tottenham, no matter how good the shot is, and I'm not going to moan about that, but for that to be our first shot against Tottenham, that's bad. That For a club mm. of West Ham that pr- used to pride itself on the way, the only thing we had was the way we played football. The people liked us as a second club because of the way we played football. And that's what we've lost. Now, you could argue that football in general has gone that way. But to to think that it's acceptable to play nine men in the box, I'm sorry, I won't, I won't ever. I refuse to accept that as being the norm to play against the big teams. You've got to show a bit of ambition. Yeah, there's always, there's always been big teams, isn't there? There's always yeah. been teams that you're going to go out and get beat into all out throughout history. They football just will change, kill itself. If, if everybody was 
as that tactic against the big boys, then the football, then the Premier League will slowly kill itself because mm. that is negative, negative football. And and it ain't what if we're football fans, we go to watch football because we want to see a decent game of football and we want to see goals scored. If that was Allardyce, I'd be screaming, that's the antichrist of football, that type of tactics. It's the, yeah. uh, you know, I, the only good thing about Moyes is he comes out and he admits it's not such the best way to play and he hopes to play better. But obviously that will come with time. We'll see if he can get the players in to change. I don't think Moyes wants to play that way, where Allardyce was happy to play that way. I think Moyes yeah. is... Horses for courses at the moment. He's not made any signings, so he's still using the players that he's inherited. And that's why I'll be a bit more forgiving on him, but I will never celebrate a, a, us playing that way. I'll, I'll accept it at this moment in time for what it is, a good point away, but I won't celebrate it like it was some fantastic performance because it weren't. It was, frankly, in my opinion, embarrassing. Mm. Yeah, I agree. The thing... The thing with Moyes is, like I said on the last podcast, you know, he's he's been targeted and bonused on keepers yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah. So, like you say, accept it for now. But, you know, if he does stay on next year, if if, if and when we stay up, um, you know, that's when you start looking at it and you expect him to change things up a bit. I'd be disappointed if he leaves, to be honest. I've... Yeah, well, I think at the yeah. minute, I think anyone would. But his real test is is coming now, isn't it? Yeah, you know, we've got this little run of like everyone said they're five winnable games. So they're going to be games where he can't play that way. He's going to have to go out and have a go, isn't he? Hmm. So see what he produces. But yeah, we accept it. But and we are in the position where we are. That one point lifted us. I don't know how many positions Nigel did it take us up the table. Um, well, funny enough. <laughs> Where I said at half time against West Brom we were nineteenth. When we went one nil up, so half past eight on Tuesday we were nineteenth. At half past nine on Thursday we were eleventh. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know, in the space of two days we'd gone from like the sixteenth to nineteenth, up to eleventh, and finished off fifteenth or sixteenth again. It was like. That's how tight it is, isn't it? It's, it's, it is crazy. Top ten still on. Top ten is is still on. It's possible. But that's the, but that's the thing, isn't it? He's he's like doing all he can do is just to keep us where we need to be. And it's yeah, we we can sit there and we can kind of accept it. You know, we all sort of great. We get a point. What a great goal! Shit performance, but we've got a point because we need a point. That's another point we didn't think we were going to get. Yeah, Brucey bonus. So, yeah. So, on that basis, yeah, I accept that. But, you know, there, there is the point that he's trying his best to keep us where we are. And it is the point I said earlier about, you know, eight years on of this ownership and where's the progress? You know, we are still struggling. Well, we're about the same position, aren't we? The, I mean, it, it's just, I think it's 17th of Jan. Is is there? Is the day you know the day to wear black day for me? <laughs> I might go to the Bournemouth game dressed as an undertaker. I think, but um, <laughs> yeah, seventeenth for Jan. I think is the day they bought the club eight years ago, twenty ten, and and we're probably in the same position, roughly, as where where they bought us. 
Yeah. So yeah. I think you're right to, no, to question them, John. Yeah, no longer uh, everyone's second favourite club, though. Everyone either sort of like hates us for the state we're in and the football we're producing, or for we've got a free stadium. So we're no longer everyone's second team. They've achieved something. Well, we managed to, to turn the Spurs game round onto the board as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Without him to defend them. <laughs> and then uh, another smashing performance away at Shrewsbury. Now, I have to admit, I haven't even seen highlights. I don't think there are many. Um, and obviously, I was uh, at the Wimbledon game supporting Wimbledon. So, you're going to have to leave it to you two to delve into this one. What went wrong? Well, I'll quickly say because I didn't go I'll say it was an awful watch it was really bad football and the best players on the pitch were the youngsters and it was like the only highlight for me out of that game was the fact that the youngsters played and they played well Josh Josh Cullen done really well especially when he got moved into the middle Um, and had his teeth knocked out he had his teeth knocked out (laughs) And they, he still carried on, which I thought was a bit strange that they kept him on there. But I think he wanted to stay on. And um, and Joe Hart was the other one. He had a good game. A couple of great saves that actually kept us in the game. So that's how I saw it. What did you see, Nige? You were there. Yeah, I thought we was toothless before Cullen went in the middle. Um <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. I was saving that one. I thought you were going to spoil my joke then. Um, yeah, was, I'll tell you what. That, that, the, the food outside was really good. And uh, I, 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 I think it was cheap. It, uh, I think I paid for the burger. Lovely burger was about four quid. The chips, a couple of quid. Teas. The food was so nice, I went back again and had a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> was What's that like a fan? Was it like a fan zone well, area then? A fan zone as such as Shrewsbury, which was basically one food stall, a pop up tent, uh, a disco, and a bar. But we, I was at the ground at quarter to twelve, so and people I'd went with, we'd, I was the nominated driver. My turn, so I didn't drink. Um, so I was actually dancing. If anyone's seen the video, I was sober. I'll tell you what, the, the music was really good because I always say when you go, the further west you go, it's like going back in time. So when you hit Shropshire, it's like 20 years ago. And the music they played was from the mid-90s, all the indie stuff, which I absolutely love. So I was bopping away and then they stuck the one step beyond and I went a bit funny and then my mate said, oh, let's have a video in Gordon. I went a yeah, bit funny. <laughs> if, if, if you want to watch the video, it is on the Facebook yeah, page. Thanks, Sean. Um, that was a private video. I will point out first, but it's there now, so <laughs> poke fun at it all you like. Um, uh, yeah, it was a thirteen-hour day. It's a coin, John's. Let me show you on set night. Yeah, spoiled by two hours of football. <laughs> it was. I don't know that. I can't even think of the two we had on target. I can't think of one shot that we had. I can't think of one. Can you help me out? Because, well, obviously, no. George, I can't. I, I'm just thinking no. we didn't do anything. And 
it was awful. For Cullen and, and Burke to come in, not having played for West Ham or been at the club for virtually a year and a half, the pair of them, I've been out on loan for like a year and a half, Bradford and Bolton, to come mm. and play that well. Rice is getting better and better with every game. Yeah, you know, I agree. It makes perhaps selling Reese Oxford palatable, funny enough, uh, in that we all thought Reese Oxford was going to be one and that uh, Rice looks like the real deal. But surely there's room for both, isn't it? I, d- I mean, well, the thing, what you do is you play both and see what happens, isn't it? Once Oxford's yeah. got an injury, I think. Yeah. So once he's fit, definitely play on both and see what happens. Because at the end of the day, every kid we bring through either saves the club money or means there's more money to spend on better players. Yeah. yeah. What about Martinez? What did you rate of him, see of him? Yeah, how did he get well, on? <laughs> I mean... It's not for the first time he had his sunk name sung at a ground before he came on, but this time he actually got on um, for his debut. And he, uh, he did all right. You know, he only had 20 minutes, didn't he? But I think there was one thing in the second half that nearly went out for a throw. It was sort of a half punt, half, don't know what it was. But, and I thought, well, there you go, isn't it? But, you know, he, he's got he's, he's got on now. He's had a run around. Hopefully he'll get us another crack at him at the London Stadium. On Tuesday, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. been announced today. Yeah, we go through it all again. You going? Yeah, I'll be there. You going, John? Oh, I doubt it. Was it a tenner, innit? Only tenner. <laughs> Only a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to apologise if I've offended anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's the, that's the Shrewsbury game, and we do it all over again, as you said. Uh, so, January transfer window is open, as we know, and we're being linked with a few names. Um, from what I'm gathering, it looks like Shelby is the most realistic and likely to happen. Is that what everyone's hearing? Only what they're saying, yeah. How do we, how do, how do we feel about that? Um, I like him. He's got some quality, isn't he? He has got some quality and he's got an attitude as well. So he's a West Ham fan as well, isn't he? Yeah. I think I've apparently seen, yeah. I think I've seen things of him buying West Ham gear in the shop, so um yeah, I I wouldn't mind him. But yeah. We could do it with yeah. someone with a bit more about him in the middle. Yeah. Story I heard was that he was at the club until about 13, 14, and his dad was a youth coach at the club. And there must have been some type of argument. And then they pulled him out, and he, that's he went to Cholton. And I right. think he made his Cholton debut at 15. I'm pretty sure yeah, he was the youngest ever he, player to play for Cholton, or he was at the time. And before. Well, he. Uh... He was in the, he's in the, he's the same age as me and, and my friend Reese, who actually used to be on the podcast for the long-time listeners, uh, he played for Wales under 16 in the Victory Shield against John Joe Shelby um, when he was playing for England. And he was at Charlton then. Was he not the England captain at that stage? He was. Yeah. And Reese fouled him on the edge of the box, live on Sky Sports, and John Joe Shelby buried it in the top left-hand corner. <laughs> a free kick. Uh, so yeah, he was at Charlton at that age, but yeah, I've heard that he's a West Ham fan too. 
the others that we're looking at, Fellaini is one that's been banded around. I'm very, uh, very surprised if we would get yeah, Would you not take Fellaini. him? Yes or no? I would take him. He's he's he done he's done well for Moyes throughout his history, isn't he? Um he, he Moyes tends to know how to get the best out of him. I would take him. He, we, he's better than a lot of the players we got there. So, yeah, I'd have him. He's one of the, he's one of those players that if he's on your team, you don't mind hating him. Do you know what I mean? Like you hate him a lot, but if he's on your team, you wouldn't really mind. Yeah, yeah. but he's he's like I say, he's just he's proven quality. <clears throat> All said and done, you know, he, he's maybe one type of a player, but Moyes gets the best out of him. So, that's, but I'd be surprised if we were to get him. I mean, these players are all going to, all money, aren't they? Mm. So, you know, Shelby, someone like Shelby, I don't know what money he's on wage wise, but for Laney's wages have got to be enormous, haven't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd imagine so. He's probably earning the same as, he's got to be on 120 grand a week, isn't he? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot every Man United players on that yeah. level of money. Bob of first teamers. Uh, and then John, there was one you mentioned before we started recording. The Belgian. Over to you. I don't know if this guy is Belgian. Oh, is he not? No, no, this is someone else. Is it? I think it could be. I don't know Nico Gaetan. He plays for uh, Atletico, and we're apparently uh, going for him. Or we're linked with him as well as Everton. He's a midfielder. He'll be going to Everton then. How'd you spell that name? Gaitan? He's Argentine. There you go. Nico G-A-I-T-A-N. Oh, right. He's an Argentine midfielder. Everton and West Ham have joined fellow Premier League sides Watford and Southampton in pursuit of Argentine international. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Manuel Lanzini can have a little word with him, you know. Yeah, he's yeah, joining well, Spurs. Son, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a 29-year-old. 20, but I saw something today. Um, was it Coral? Uh, shorten the odds on Lanzini going to Liverpool. Well, they would do because Coutinho has been confirmed. Yeah. Well, he would be a perfect replacement for him, wouldn't he? I don't know about that. I think, think is he in that same quality? Is he? No, but uh, I mean, I don't know how Coutinho is. Twenty-five. Oh, I believe is he not? Is he? Yeah, but he's not as good. But look, he's a similar type of player. But Coutinho, maybe you could say 
if Lanzini progresses, because... Well, yeah, but they're, they're pretty much the same age. Wild, they? Oh, are they? Yeah. yeah right. I think Lanzini's 24. Yeah. Any other names being banded about that you've heard? Uh, no, but... It... Go on, Archie. Well, I've not paid attention. <laughs> I've not really bothered. I've, I've sort of... No. Uh, the, the transfer windows become one of these, I don't know, things to be avoided for me because we'll get linked with 29 players and sign none of them and sign people that we who we think are rubbish. Corker. Yeah. Was it Corker? Corker was... But, but Stephen Corker. Yeah, the defender. He's been released from QPR. Oh, he must be top quality then. Sign him. Sign him for a... So is he free then? Yeah. Well... There you go. He used to play. He used to play football at Predators with um, Murph, Dad. Did he? Yeah. But he, he, but he was at Tottenham, wasn't he? Did he go to Tottenham? Yeah. Yeah, he did all right in Tottenham, didn't he? And then he got moved to Cardiff to get first team football. Was it? Don't know. Something, think... something's obviously happened and changed. It's obviously the money, maybe or whatever, has changed his mindset or something because he's been going down the leagues and now he's out and released on a free. But you know they are. We're talking about Moyes and how well he's kind of doing and we're sort of warming to him and whatever. He's come out and said a while back, three or four weeks back, saying that he needs to shake the squad up. We're very lacking in this, we're lacking in that. He needs to strengthen this, strengthen that. And here we are, 9th of January, and we've not signed anyone. So that's what no. that's what frustrates me. I've said it before. I just Yeah, but it's not him, is it? No, it's not him. But it's what frustrates me about this transfer window, particularly, is that we are not doing very well, and we've got a, they've got a new manager in who could identify. I would imagine one or two players of his like he would like to get in. There are players playing for us that aren't doing so well. There's players who are playing for us who want not who don't want to be there. The likes of Sacco. Why are we like ten days into the transfer window and no nothing happened? Why have no players moved on? Why have we got nothing in? Dangerous game to play yeah. if you move people on too fast and don't get replacements. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They should, they should be all, you know, if we're getting, if they are going to commit to buy two or three players or one or two players, why not get it done now? Why not have it all ready before the transfer window starts and get it all done and dusted three or four days in so they're in the squad for January? Why now wait till the end of the transfer window, do it the last day or two, and, you know, there's two games missed or three games missed. It's like a game of cat and mouse, isn't it? It's it's in a domino effect as well. The market we're in, we're reliant on Newcastle wanting to sell a Shelby, yeah? Newcastle yeah. probably got to line up a replacement. So Newcastle probably won't want to sell a Shelby till they've got someone lined up. So it's a domino effect. So everything's got to happen. And that's possible. That's the way I see nothing happens till the last week because everybody's running around trying to set up this domino effect so it all then filters down. We'll sell him to you if we can get this player. This has happened. You know, yeah. the, Everyone's playing yeah, the waiting I game. mean, Virgil van Dijk was probably sold to Liverpool in September once they'd got over the spat of the illegal tap-up before the season. So the deal was probably done in September. He just had to sit there to um, 
to make his move. Coutinho, again, Barcelona have been chasing him and chasing him. These deals are all done. I mean, look at the amounts of money. We're not. We're, I'd be surprised if we're shopping in the thirty million window. Let alone Liverpool just paid seventy for Van Dijk. I mean, how much is Southampton buying for? This, well, this is where I look and think: What's our scouting network doing? Virgil Van Dijk was at Celtic. Southampton buy him. How have Southampton managed to pick up these players and and grow them and then sell them all on for profit while we're running at a loss year on year on? It's our scouting yeah. and it's gone wrong. But they, the Van Dyke, they paid they paid good money for him, though, didn't they? I bet. It, yeah, weren't cheap. What, what do you call good so, money? What ten? Well, back in the back two seasons ago, or whenever they bought him, they they paid like eighteen or twenty or something. It seemed like a lot of money, and there's no way our lot were going to pay that at the time. Thirteen, yes, yeah, thirteen. That's what I'm saying. I didn't think it was that much. I mean, thirteen million. You know that big. That's big money to Celtic. That's the thing. Scottish football. You can go up there and. If this Dembele, Musa Dembele's at Celtic keeps going, he's going to be worth a lot of money. Southampton have took the chance on him. We don't seem to take... This Argentinian you've just named, Gator, 29. Our, our people, I've got a bit of stick in the in the summer. First name, Ali. Oh, yeah, Ali Gator. <laughs> 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 hey, go on, give yourself a slap. Uh, <laughs> in the summer, I complained because it was like Dad's army we were recruiting. And that's yeah. what we keep doing. If we're buying 28, 29-year-olds, there's no resale value if they did progress that a big club wanted to sign them. You know, I've heard other people say a, a good thing about Golden Sullivan is at least we're not a selling club. That's because we're buying people no one wants to buy when we're finished with them. Yeah, it's mm. true. A lot of... We have- a lot of players with trouble, trouble moving on. Yeah. But what about, um? would anyone believe any truth in the uh, Carroll to Chelsea story? In the what, sorry? The Carroll to Chelsea story. Oh, now see, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I can see, I can see the attraction. He's a plan B and he fulfills an English homegrown, homegrown player spot, doesn't he? Um- I think he showed against West Brom on his day. He he can be unplayable. I mean, he smashed through two defenders, leapt in the air, smashed yeah. through two defenders, and they did it home. You know, David Cross used to do that. We loved him for it. Artson used to get in there and put his head about as well. The problem with Carroll is that's probably it. <laughs> that's well, his one. You know. It's like- he he could go on a run. He you know he, once he gets up and running in full fitness, he can go on a run like that. But his fitness don't never lasts you know for that long enough period of time for him to fully get going. And that'll be that'll be why more than anything. But you know his downfall is some of the stuff he come out and said as well. And it he's turned people against him. So a lot of people are just you know what he can go. But, well, what, yeah, uh, what for the way the fans turn on him? Because uh, he'd made that comment, um, I can't remember who beat us before we played Watford, but we lost 2-0 at Watford and the fans were singing, you know, Andy Carroll will stay to the end. You know, and he was on the pitch so he could hear it. So. Yeah. Mm. All right, let's transfers then. Hey. Hey. Um, it's time for this. 
I put on the Facebook group earlier, which is facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. Uh, podcast on site at 7pm. If you have anything you want to say about Shrewsbury, please send it in as we don't have much. And of course, anything else you'd like to tell, ask us far away. Um, who We've got quite a few. Tonight. More than eight. Ed Hawk. More than eight. More than eight. Yeah, funny <laughs> oh, enough. Yeah. Up you, Dave. We've got more than eight listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't bother you. Oh, you. Dear. Go on. that's why I said Ed Hawthorne can everyone be careful about making any comments about Nigel's dancing on that Facebook group because <laughs> it doesn't bother him. <laughs> Ed Hawthorne says worst football to watch Sam or Moyes we kind of touched on that earlier Sam I Sam think, all day long yeah Sa- Sam and judge it next year if he's still there uh, Lewis Ehrenchart says, I think we should sign Shine Shelby and Fellaini and ask Fellaini to donate his hair to John Joe as a wig. <laughs> we desperately need a centre midfielder. Why aren't the club trying to get a loan in? We can't go waiting for Shelby until Newcastle sign a replacement. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just who, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Atletico Madrid man could work. Lee Peathers says, why were we so toothless against Shrewsbury? We used, used your joke there, Nige. Or did you nick it off no, him? I didn't, I didn't say I'm not. <laughs> Ed Hughes says do you think the senior players who failed to turn up against Shrewsbury i.e. Kuyati i.e. are ashamed to have been outshone by youngsters like Cullen Burke and Martinez I doubt if they're ashamed I don't think they care to be honest you'd like to think they'd be embarrassed <laughs> I don't know about ashamed but you'd like to think they would look at that and be embarrassed at, at, at the way they played mm, I can't see it myself uh, Paul Kelly says, is the story about the low bid for Arta true? And if so, is this indicative of the budget Moyes is being given this window? Now, Arta's been one that's been banded around as well. We missed him, didn't we? Well, apparently, we've offered the five million. That's what I think mm. he's saying, that we offered. Yeah, let's say that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah. and I've also read that Bournemouth were offended. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Perhaps I can start a petition on change.com they've been offended by this bid see if they can get thousands of people to sign it that's what happens when people get offended now when they start petitions yeah we were offended by the West Ham board yeah. sign here would you not would you sign it Nigel if but it was about the board yeah I probably would actually <laughs> well enough yeah <laughs> Uh, Paul Seaman says, positives. The play- young players showed they deserve more inclusion in the Premier League squads. Replay means you should see more of them. Defensively, we were okay, given we were playing four at the back and Hart did well. Negatives, there was no form of attacking threat. Desperately need options in centre mid and strikers look well off the pace. Yeah. So a, lot of people, uh, sorry, a lot of people are turning against uh, Hernandez, aren't they, now as well? You know, it's... it's <sighs> difficult to judge him on that that game as well because you know i don't think he got a single ball to him in the box once yeah, i'll tell you, know. you what though you watch him he loves to throw himself about and whinge like a girl that, yeah. and that's for me I've, I've gone a bit i don't think we played the right football for him uh, i think at man U he was an impact player he came off the bench a lot i don't know about real madrid but he got goals there but He's got quality setting him up. He's never going to have that at West Ham, is he? Realistically speaking. So, no. 
you know, it just shows you that, that those type of fox-in-the-box players, they thrive on service, and you ain't getting that. You mm. ain't getting that. Nick Harvey says, Shrewbury was yet another very poor performance. Uh, forget all this talk of three games in five days. Our ability to retain possession is appalling. He, he uh, outlines IU and Hernandez as awful. And Kuyate, Obiang and Reed. Uh, he also says, what's the point in Hernandez being in the team, the way he sets the team up? Yeah. That's what he's saying. David White says, do you all agree Cullen needs a chance now? But for me, not ready and needs to go back on loan. No, well, I did. I, well, yeah. I, I didn't think Burke needs to go on loan. I think Burke's ready, actually. I think he's ready to be given a chance. Um, I just think they should keep him in the squad yeah. and, you know, when the time's right, play him. You know, Cullen, I said, when Cullen got moved into the middle, he he, he just kept that ball to the ticking over in the middle. He'd done well, I thought. Mm. So give him a go. You know, he's, what have you got to lose, really, when you've got, when you you could possibly like be replacing the Chiati with him, who's just completely gone off the boil. Also. But as far as like the form, go on, sorry, mate, there are things about people saying about IU and things like that. You, everything you read is like IU's being thrown about as part of a deal for Mawson because that was another one we've been linked with. You know, you see all these things about the players being linked with selling here. You've heard Hernandez might be sold and this. So maybe it does just, maybe they do just get the ache and think, you know what, sod this, I can't be asked today. You know, it could be that way, yeah. couldn't it? Hmm. Rhys Burke, Newham boy, West Ham born and bred. We're losing our only other Newham-born player, Noble, whose time is coming up, even though he's still probably got two years, possibly. Personally, I think we have to keep one. I know people can say, you know, you don't keep people just because of where they're born, but I think you need one. So hopefully Burke can be that one to replace Noble as the proper West Ham boy. Yeah. Well, you know, he's... From what I've seen of him, even in the past, he's done well. I I've think, seen so. him at games when he's not played at away games in the crowd. Yeah, and and you can tell it's him by that soppy haircut he's got that these kids have all swept back and made him look taller than he he probably is. But yeah, but it, these yeah, kids, these eh? kids, you know. But you know, two years ago, I, I remember seeing him in an away game. I don't know if it was at Arsenal or something in the, in the crowd or. But he was in with the West Ham fans, not sitting with the, you know, he could have probably sat with the club, but he, he was in with the fans. So I think that, for me, that says a lot as well. Mm. Uh, Sean oh. Whetstone. Dear George, John and Nigel, I watched the Shrewsbury game in Tener- with the Tenerife Hammers and we all agreed the game was a load of dog beep. The girlfriend was so bored she spent the game reading Karen Brady's book, Strong Women, which describes how she got drunk at two years old, stayed out all night in Soho at the age of 14 and generally dislikes watching football. (laughs) Question for you, lads. What is your favourite FA Cup moment that you personally attended? No duplication. Oh, that's a proper question. Nigel, what's your favourite FA Cup moment? that you've attended? Oh, so many. Um, I'll tell you, really? t- <laughs> it may be strange. <laughs> the 4-0 defeat at Forest was one of the best games I ever attended. 
yeah. purely for the way the West Ham fans showed their class in in the the, the singing of Bully Bonds's Carrot Blue Army non-stop for half hour as goal after goal flew in after Tony Gale had been sent off. You know, it and watch when you if you see it back on video, you just see it, you know, we were I was on the halt end tucked in the corner and it was just like electric being there. You know, you would have thought we were winning. And we weren't. We were getting smashed, but we were just there to have a great day. So that's one of the best ever games ever, not just FA Cup for me. Um A four 0 defeat. Well, you say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at it like that, you know. I was, I'm fortunate enough to have been to the semi-final when Airwood scored. I did the third round replay in 80, the fourth round game at Orient, the fifth round game Swansea, sixth round game Aston Villa final. But I still look back and think that was, I was, what, 21. That was a fantastic day out with my best mate next to me. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, John? I can't remember. That. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, the, what really sticks out for me as in actually being there was the final. And I, yeah. I think when um, Koncheski's goal went in and we couldn't believe it, that was right in front of us. And uh, yeah, for me, that was one of my best moments. Yeah. I was going to say that no as well. Chesky's goal. No duplication. Well, you had to go I'd for the first one. That. You had to go for the Ashton. Yeah. He... No, yeah, it would probably be yeah, it would probably be Dean Ashton. No, it was the Matty Everton goal, wasn't it? Was it Dean Ashton? Dean Ashton. Yeah. It was Matty Everton's own goal, wasn't it? Uh, Douglas Woodhurst says Martinez surely needs a start now. He's better than Chikorito in the 15 minutes he played. Uh, Gary Prince says when you consider we had three games in six days one win two draws is it actually a decent return yeah. well not when you play in Shrewsbury yeah well, yeah. apart from the Shrewsbury yeah uh, Bobby Walden says Sean can you try and make the transfer targets segment sound more positive and exciting than it actually is please Sean then replies saying maybe next week this week you have miserable John George and Nigel so positivity and excitement are not two words to associate with them He's got he's got a Thanks, quite Sean. time while he's on holiday, isn't he? Yeah, he must yeah, have I, a great I, time, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> talking of uh, talking of egos, there's there's one that's missing out, isn't it? Dear oh dear. Jeffrey Smith says, Is it true that is it true that Psycho told Cullen to go back on the pitch in just his pants, but the fourth official said he couldn't? <laughs> I've read that, but I, I think it was doubt. true. I think it was true. I think, yeah. yeah, I think he did say something to him while he was standing there. The fourth official, Bobby Madley. How about that? Well, we didn't notice. So I wasn't until I see it back on the telly. I watched it on the telly yesterday. I thought, oh, blimey. Luckily, none of the officials got injured, didn't it? <laughs> I think there might have been a lynching. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That would have been funny, wouldn't it, if he'd have come on as the ref? Uh, and then there's one last one from Liam Tyrrell, who says, the cap fiasco, typically amateurish of the club. Why did Hartnock notice the big orange thing in the warm-up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. The sun, I think. The sun. The big, 
Yeah, no, I know that. But what, what was there? Was there well, a cat fiasco? The sun was, was shining like? right in our eyes. So Hart was um, defending the goal where the West Ham fans were behind in the first half. And he, he wouldn't have been able to see anything. So a West Ham fan threw his hat on the pitch for him because I laughed because I had my flat cap on. And I said, perhaps I should have gone to give him my one. <laughs> it looked a bit funny. <laughs> but, yeah. But then afterwards, we were talking about the drive. I'm like, you default he would have had a cap in his bag. Did they not know? As yeah. I said, we warmed up in front of that goal as well. So Hart was warming up in the goal in front of the West Ham fans. He must have noticed the sun was shining directly into it the whole game. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what the guy yeah. was just saying, isn't it? Did he not notice? It's just typical. Yeah. Liam was there. I know Liam. But yeah, Hello, Liam. That's what it was. I'm waving, but he can't see it. That's what he's saying. I can't see his, he won't be listening. He won't be listening. It's a radio. Oh, I listen. Only eight people. Uh, and then we've had some comments on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Liam actually says, told all my mates about the show, so you might have got we. to mind listeners now. That includes us four. Mark, Mark Bright oh, says, listen. so will I. That's ten then. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. I don't listen. I don't listen Prediction to the other one. Still, please. <laughs> Predictions for Huddersfield, please. Oh, we got the predictions, predictions for Huddersfield. Sorry, Sorry George, yeah, we want to crack on. Uh, I think we will win 2-1. I'll go 3-1. Nigel? News. I think 1-0. Oh. Save ourselves for the replay. There, there, goes, there, goes, there goes the positivity <laughs> out of the podcast. <laughs> You're all right, George. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Anything else to add before we? Yeah, wrap your it dinner's up? about ready. I think. No, I haven't. Forty-five minutes. It is ready. Yeah, that's why I'm wrapping it up. Come on, here we go. Thanks for listening. I'd like to, to thank you all. Our name, uh, Jim, John, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Liam. Thanks for listening. Go on, you irons. Oh, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.